Hey, what's up? This is Luke from Trimming the Fat. I just wanted to say real quick before we get into the episode that we were cut short. We got cut off while we were talking. We are upgrading our plans, so we'll have more than 40 minutes for you guys next week. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, episode four, Trimming the Fat. So uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the mental game and how it relates to this journey. Um, I think that everyone that is obese, or at least in my experience, has has had some kind of demons they are uh, quite literally trying to eat themselves away from. So uh, um, whether it's anxiety, depression, in my case, it was uh, dealing with a lot of hurt from a personal loss. I think that we're all affected, but not one single person in this journey is alone and I, and that's one thing that i think that we need to talk and verbalize a, a little more about but before we get into that uh i guess let's be a little more professional in this whole podcast game and start off with some quick introductions uh, my name is adam i have a, a channel called fat to chubby uh, on all the major platforms i try to get uh, my videos out monday mornings around nine o'clock central so basically i talk about my journey things i learned 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 along the way uh, and just try to give any kind of quick tips that I can. Corey? I'm Corey. I have a Life is Reality YouTube channel. I try to put out videos as often as possible. I uh, go over different fitness, health, food, exercise, um, advice, whatever possible, just kind of opening up a, an outlet to uh, kind of vlog my journey. So anybody's welcome to tag along. Uh, you'll find me on the Trimming the Fat Facebook page as well and just kind of floating around here everywhere else. So that's me, Luke. I am Luke. I'm the host of the Luke Loses podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify, and all the other major uh, podcast platforms. I talk about my weight loss journey and uh, a lot of the mental struggles and just everyday struggles that come with it. So, yeah. Well, there you go. And, I, and that's, that's, a, that's the thing. Like in the intro, I said that we, we're all dealing with a different mental beast, right? And just like being obese, just like everything else, I don't think that we, people vocalize that, that it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff, right? Mental health is a huge issue, especially with men. I think especially with men our age. Now, I'm not going to say just men or just people our age, but I think that I know how I grew up. It's like you didn't cry. You cried at like weddings and funerals and you had like one tear and that was it. And and, and it was never okay to show your emotions because that showed weakness. And, and I think that for me, when I dealt with my loss, I put it on myself to be strong for my family. And I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about what was going on with me, but I could talk to Whataburger about it. I could talk to my local fast food <laughs> joint about it. I could talk to the, the bottom of my beer about it, right? All that stuff made me feel really, really good. And Corey, like you mentioned um, in the other podcast we did about that, that having that that one Sunday with your mom when you had that bad day when you're 12 years old. And that, that hit so much home to me because that's exactly how I felt. Like, you know, whenever I'd, I'd bite into, you know, that, that food, I knew it was horrible for me, but it made me feel so good. Um, but yeah, that's just my thing. I mean, I've always been a chubby kid. I mean, there's probably other things that I've gone through in the past that I, I covered up with food, 
but you know for me when i got to my max and before i hit my my rock bottom i mean i was already just done emotionally i was just eating to to cover the pain so i'm not sure if you guys can relate to that at all i mean i think that you know we all have different backgrounds and different stories but i mean it's just kind of like where i was with it to start off on a positive note yeah <laughs> luke this is kind of uh your area you're really good at touching on yeah so i i had a really good childhood and all that so a lot of people think a lot of people say um you know like the food comforts them with a tra traumatic childhood and stuff and I don't remember anything that would trigger that for me. Uh, but I was the only kid in my neighborhood and food was always there. So like food was my buddy and that's yeah. where I became to eat. But for like my mental struggles along the way is I've got really bad anxiety. Uh, I've talked about this a lot in my podcast, like feeling embarrassed for my wife going out places. Uh, you know, like today she, she uh, did her hair and did her makeup real nice. And she's like, oh, I did it for you. And like, I was looking at her, I was like, you are too pretty to be with somebody like me. And she's like, oh, shut up, you know? But that's that's the kind of thing that goes through my head. You know, everywhere I go, like um, anxiety is through the roof, dropping my kids off at school. It's like, I wanna drop them off in the drop off line and get out of there before the other parents are like, look at this fat guy, <laughs> you know? and no one ever does that but it's there in my head and drives me crazy what's what's crazy is that like yeah but the that the kind of anxiety about being fat drives you to eat more right it's a, oh, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a food, food gets me. a negative spiral it's you like know? i'm fat people think i'm fat right well yeah totally i mean and that's the thing too what i was mentioning earlier i mean i, I had a fantastic childhood too right but you know i i love food you know food yeah. is all like if I have a bad day, there's food. If I have a great day, food. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Here's a bunch of food. And, yeah. and of course, an excess of alcohol too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like the alcohol. And I've always, I've always liked food. And my childhood wasn't always the best. But I don't know. Um, I think there's still a lot of more unpacking in my uh, baggage to do at some point in time <laughs> that I haven't completely uh, got to yet. Don't know if we want to do it on camera right here, huh? <laughs> I don't know if we could really. I mean, that's one of those things where I, I growing up as you, like you said, you don't cry, you don't show emotions. Yeah. You go ahead and do what you got to do. And I'm really, really good at that. I'm really good at, you know, Oh, you know, that's, you know, a traumatic experience. Sorry, your arm just got cut off, but uh, we still got to finish this job over here. So right. let's get to work. Um, kind of, yeah. kind of Here's thing. a tissue. Yeah, here's the tip. We stopped bleeding on the equipment already. We still got to work on yeah. this. Go go bleed over there. <laughs> yeah, change your dress, Nancy. Let's get back to work. <laughs> exactly. So I, I still have that, you know, of course, I'm bad with that switch of that uh, emotional detachment. I've just naturally been really good at just be like, I don't care about you. It's taken me a long time to learn how to love my own family kind of thing. Just because that's how I've always been. But right. like I said, my baggage may be worse than what I even realize. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but it, it could be exactly the same. It just manifests itself in different ways. I mean, I think what you're saying, I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of that. I mean, I think, you know, Corey, you and I are some of the closest in age other than the young, young chap there, Luke. Um, 
but yeah, I know that, you know, that's how my dad grew up. And like, I, I, I've seen my dad get emotional, like three times my whole life. Right. It just it didn't. I mean, that's not how it was. It was that you just right. keep, keep, keep being the hardest work in the room, keep at it, you know, and I, I, I catch myself doing that too. When, when, when stuff goes sideways, I, I want to bury myself in work. I don't want to deal with it. Or, you know, when I used to, when I used to power lift, I, I, I love that. Cause I mean, the, you know, there's a quote that Henry Rollins says about 200 pounds, always being 200 pounds, right? It treats you the same way regardless. But I know that, you know, if I had a bad day, I'd just beat up some weights. And then, you know, as you know, my body started, I guess, failing, and then I had more trauma in my life, that's when the food really kind of took over because like, I couldn't do those things or I didn't want to do those things. And I just did food was, like Luke said, food was my buddy and he was there. Cookies, gotcha. Marshmallows, on it. Ice cream, hell yeah, let's do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I always justified it with like, you know, I'm, I'm in the gym an hour and a half, two hours a day. I can eat whatever crap I want to because you know, I'm the strongest guy in the gym or I'm doing this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm always just something. I, I always had an excuse or I had a cover up to, or I had, I had a way to justify it. And I guess I was so charismatic, people didn't question me about it. I never had friends say, hey man, let's talk to you about your weight. You know, I had my one buddy that would constantly call me out, but it's just our, the nature was big brother, little brother with me being, being the little brother and, and me getting the brunt of his crap. Right. But he's the only person that would truly call me out about my weight and everyone else really wouldn't. So I kind of, not that I had a lot of yes men around me. Right. Cause I wouldn't say that. And I talked to my wife about it and, and she's not one that's going to push me to do it. Cause I'm not going to push her, but you know, I, I would talk about it ad nauseum right and my wife would be like just shut up just go do it already just stop talking and start doing and i'm like hey, hey that, that's what i say to people right you know that's that's not what you say to me but you know she was right and, and unfortunately in my case it took me you know blowing my knee out for me to get my shit together yeah i've always had a passion for food though i mean even when i was younger yeah. I've always wanted to try new things. And that's probably one of my biggest downfalls. If I go to a restaurant that I've never been to before and they're supposed to have really good food, I don't want to try one entree. We need to try two or three entrees and we can take it home (laughs) or whatever. And we all know how leftovers go. Well, they're almost cold. Let's see how they taste almost cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But... uh, I think I'm really lucky though when we were talking earlier about, you know, how I can get on track to, you know, even being healthy or whatever. I'm extremely lucky because my wife and I can both cook. My wife can really cook. So when people talk about health food, they're like, eh, health food. When people see our health food, they're like, what is that? You know, that, that, that looks, that looks different, but good try it wow that's amazing what is that um it's health food that's that's food it's real food well i I think that that that's actually a good point you're touching on though i mean i think that in this weight loss journey i know for me when i started getting creative with good foods and because i've mentioned this kids before i mean i'm I'm a visual eater i want to i want to see this big plate of food in front of me that i can eat right that's when i started roasting veggies or started tossing veggies with like olive oil and salt and pepper and then doing it that way and and i started getting really creative and fun with my food it made me enjoy it better than just eating the same slop like from from the matrix right it's just oh it's 
it's it's genetically perfect food just looks like shit right it's, it looks like oatmeal and no one wants to eat that every day just like no one wants to eat like brown rice and, and chicken and broccoli every day you gotta switch it up you gotta you have to season it up and and that kind of thing and you know you can't just for me it's i have to have variety i have to have tons and tons of variety in my diet or or uh, you know I, I just i can't do it and I will say this, like during the pandemic, I've literally eaten more leftovers than I have in my entire life combined in this past year, which has been good because I've been making really good food, right? Whether it's, you know, pork loin or, you know, if it is chicken or red meat, but I'll, I'll, I'll start preparing it different ways, whether it's be on the grill or baked, or I'll, I'll sear it in a cast iron and finish it off in the oven. And yeah, I just found different ways to create different textures from the food mm-hmm. so that I can still get the feel good. And I still get the variety and it doesn't feel like I'm eating mush. Right. Right. I know uh, when we switched over to vegan, trying to replace certain meats took about for us, didn't take that long, but <laughs> Luke's that was said, vegan. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is, you know, we looked at some of that stuff and it was crap. I mean, you look yeah. at this and like the second ingredient is, coconut oil or whatever and most people are like well isn't coconut oil good for you it's still a straight empty calorie fat so no it's not necessarily that good so it took us i don't know realistically about a week two weeks to where it's like okay where do we change the focus what are we missing from meat or at least me mentally what am i missing from that where i want and a little bit of creativity and bam we got something we make this stuff we call brol it's uh barley oats rye berries it's all grains uh black lentils all together and we just uh throw it in the instapot cook it and with no seasoning whatsoever and it's this almost like a chili base kind of but if you let it cool it'll kind of solidify but then you can take like some miso. I don't know if you guys have ever had miso or not. Throw some miso in there, a little bit of water, stir it up, and then all of a sudden I have a stew that I throw some seasonings into. So it's a stuff that, you know, I can make into something even at work. And I've had a few of the people at work, you know, watch me doing this and like, what the hell are you making? I mean, that, that, that just, that doesn't look right. It's no, I'm literally, you know, some water and some seasoning. I change the entire flavor, texture and everything to it just because it's like that and then they try it and they're like "Ooh, how do i make that it's not that hard it takes 20 minutes and <laughs> throw it in and done <laughs> yeah. but it, i think uh that mentality that we get of you know certain things textures flavors i guess some of the bonds that a lot of people they like the way the double decker taco is and they want that double decker taco that's you know it's this texture flavor there but i think uh if we all took some time we can recreate some of those things in a different healthier version well yeah like the yep. impossible whopper look what you're gonna say um no i, I right? was shaking my head when he was talking about vegan because that blows my mind but i've seen some of your food i've seen pictures of your food and it does look really right. good um but no, I uh, I tried today actually. I made breakfast for the whole family, and I I wanted hash browns, and I found cauliflower hash browns, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. 
I uh, yeah, you, have it again. You, that's the thing too. It's funny that whenever I meet someone that's a vegan and, they, and they're they're like in, in bad health, I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to fry everything, right? You should, because there's a lot of people that do that, right? It's like, right. oh, I, well, my tofu is fried. I dip it in ranch. I'm like, you're kind of missing the point now. I mean, if you fry it and then dip it in a dairy product, you're no longer as vegan. And you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. Right. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of times, you know, uh, I know everybody that has seen any of my videos or anything knows that I talk about whole foods and seven or less ingredients. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's whole and it's real, that's your starting point. You know, it should have some nutrition with the calories. If it's no nutrition in the calories, realistically, your body doesn't need it. Uh, granted, sometimes it's easier to cook with it, but it's, you don't need it. You know, a whole pork loin is a hell of a lot better than, you know, taking that, tearing it up and making it into, you know, pulled pork sandwiches with, you know, a shit ton of molasses and brown sugar and everything else. It's tasty. It's tasty. <laughs> we can make it good. Yeah, we are yeah, way one thing though. I mean, like, topic. what's that? <laughs> We're way off. Yeah, it's okay. Well, it's the whole point of podcast, man. Right? <laughs> I mean, when have we ever stayed on topic? Um, we have say, a title, and then Corey messes it all up. <laughs> uh, I, I'm usually a, a repeat offender, of that too. So we're good. That's the whole point of long form conversation, though. I, right. Um, I'm having a one good thing time. I was going to say that's all that matters, man. This is our therapy session, too, right? That's right. Um, one thing I was going to say, uh, Luke, oh, shit, I can't, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read Corey. Um, to your point, everything has a label on it right now, but no one knows how to read labels, right? They don't know a lot of times the Joe consumer doesn't know how to look at a label and really read it to see what it's like. Where like, I remember when snack wells first came out and everyone's like, just, just don't do it. I mean, cause fat free really means worse for you than the same thing with fig newtons like when i first learned how to read a label they're like look at fig newtons look at because i love fig newtons and look at fat-free fig newtons and the fat-free actually has more calories because they remove the, the fat by putting in more sugar which is actually worse for you than getting the normal stuff and it, it was just absolutely nuts to me and i guess tying it back to our topic about the mental game you have to be mental, mentally sharp to figure that out because no one they're not uh, people aren't going to broadcast that for you they want you to buy the other stuff they're going to put less less product in there charge you more for it because they think it's healthier for you right um, but i mean truth and truth in marketing is gone it doesn't exist yeah. and most people don't realize that you know when you pick something up and this is going to be bad but i want anybody to prove me wrong if you go through the store and you pick up seven, you pick up 10 items that are all targeted to health or nutrition and advertised that way, I can almost guarantee seven of those items fail on at least three or four points that are actually good for you completely. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't see people, you know, running around very often and spending a ton of money on almonds and saying, hey, almonds are great for you. Every once in a while, there's a little marketing campaign of good for heart or whatever disappears. Lettuce, who's ever watched lettuce be campaigned as, hey, this is fantastic for you. You don't see the marketing of it. Half the stuff labeled diet food is just the only diet it's going to give you is a diet for your wallet. I mean, that's it. I yeah, actually... It, 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 I. 
interviewed a, a trainer um, releasing an episode in a couple weeks. Um, and her and I touched on it a little bit where the health industry is uh, most of it is a sham, you know, where it's like, come to me and I can make you lose this much weight right now or, you know, whatever special diet I can offer you. And that goes with the food as well. Like all of that, it's, it's a money making business. You know, most of the, the trainers don't care if you come back or not like gyms, they make their money banking on people that are just going to have a gym membership and never come in. They don't want you to come in. Right. You know, it's just, that's a whole nother topic we can get <laughs> that is. into, but yeah. Well, it's just it, man. Like, like how we all met through, through our, our men's, our men's group. Right. So uh, it's crazy for me being a moderator there. Cause uh, I mean, like dozens of, a day, you know, these wannabe trainers and they, you know, they request to join the group. They give BS answers to our questions. And then I look at their profile. And the first thing is like, I, I help busy dads lose 40, 40 pounds in 90 days, not changing anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. And, and you're the same guy that's going to post like 15 pictures of you, like with a burrito baby. And then the next one's you jacked. And I, I don't care. I don't want that. And, and, um, there's a few trainers that, that I do talk to that I, re, I respect immensely because when I talk to them, the, the, the first question is like, how's your head? Like, what's going on upstairs? Where are you at? What's going on up there? And, and, and they, they really understand the mental aspect of training someone, especially guys like us. And that's one thing like why I started my channel too, is because I didn't have anyone to look up to. There wasn't another, like, well, now there's, so his name is, uh, was it Ethan Supley? Um, he was in Remember the Titans, yep. real big guy. He's like, he has a American Gluttons his podcast. Yep. Um, like I didn't realize that he was out there because I was kind of in my own little, I had my own tunnel vision going on, but but there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. There was I'm looking up can... Ethan Sibley right now. So yeah, he, was, he was the big guy from uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. He or, uh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. Now I know. Yeah, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's been in a ton of movies, man. I think he, you know. Well, yeah, but, remember yeah, the, the, the only one that comes up. My name is Earl. Right. All, all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Bacon, his pet dog. <laughs> no, no, that's, no. That's, no, that, that, that's uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> ten. Ten. <laughs> I give it a ten. Well, great. Rest in peace, Bubba. Rest in peace. But he, uh, that guy actually lost a lot of weight, too, before he passed. But, but anyway, like, there, there wasn't that there wasn't that person that I could look to and be like, okay, this guy did it. But I actually listened to him on another podcast not so long ago. And he, he had said that he'd been on a diet since he was like five years old. And it wasn't until, and like the three of us had talked about it before online and offline, it wasn't until we were, we as, as human beings were ready to make that decision for ourselves, that it, it would change that, that, that diet finally stuck, stuck, whatever. Um, you know, you, <laughs> I mean, that's just it, though. I mean, like, it, it, it's it's not that. I mean, it, it, you have to get to that point where it's you have to do it for yourself because you have those drivers and you have the ability and you have that want and you have that why that you're going to get it done. And that's why it finally sticks. And uh, one thing I, w I did want to tell you, you guys both, since you're both on the roll right now on your the second or third part of your journeys is you've both lost a significant amount of weight. I know what helped me, I touched on this last time, is is taking that three or four months to maintain that 50 or 60 pound loss. 
Um, I know it worked for me. It's not going to work for everyone else, but I, if I had to give you get before I forget, cause I meant to, I meant to message you guys about that earlier, but now we're doing it on air, whatever, but it's okay to take a pause and let, let your body catch up because that was the one thing for me looking back on all of it that I think really helped me maintain lifestyle and let my body catch up. So I didn't relapse and gain all the way back again. So yep. just, just my dietitian, I said, it. my dietitian. So she, she talked about, let's it. go ahead and unpack that a little bit. Sure. So when you say take a pause though, would you go off of a cleaner right. or off of your diet plan? No, what, what it is is this. So I lost 50 pounds really fast, right? I think mm-hmm. within the three or four months. And then my, my, my doctor, you know, that's work with for obesity and not such a weight loss is like, okay, she's like, I need you to maintain your weight. I'm like, I, I don't want to maintain my weight. I want to keep trucking, man. This, this, this 18 wheeler is doing 150 miles an hour downhill. Like, let's, let's go. You know, this is my chance. And she's like, she's like, no, no, no. Here, here's the reasons why you, you need to maintain that weight, still work out, still maintain your, your good cleaning regime, but you have to stay at this weight right now so that your body can catch up your brain can catch up on all your body functions. Because what happens is that you're still like in that, I guess a uh, fight or flight mode, right? So you've lost 50 pounds very, very fast where it took you years and years potentially to gain it and all of a sudden you lose it let's say in three to four months three to five months your brain your all your subconscious stuff is like really freaking out like what the hell is going on so by by making yourself like doing a self plateau it allows all your body functions to catch up and then to be optimized again at that weight so for me i was at 360 or probably closer to 400 for i don't know how long right and then I got down to 360 and I was there for a long time. Then, then it fluctuated. But then when I was at like 310, I was like, okay, stop. And I didn't want to hear that at all. Cause I was, I was so close to getting into the twos. I didn't want to do it. Right. And then it really was the best thing for you, for me, one to show that I can maintain this. And there's times I had to eat a lot more food than I was used to. Right. That's where I was, I was still getting at. The same. Yeah. Is what yeah, you have I mean, to you do, do to actually maintain. But I would eat a lot more good foods. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, well, I have to eat. I have to eat this Snickers bar today because my doctor said to maintain my weight. You know, yeah, you know, I wanted to do that, but I didn't because I was mentally. You know, I guess I was stubborn as a mule. I'm like, I don't want to fuck this up. I, I don't want to screw this up because I really felt like this is the one chance in my whole life I had to get where I'm at right now. Right. So, um, I, I it sucked. I mean, I was literally going out of my way to, to constantly eat something. Um, and I didn't want to, it, it was actually kind of refreshing that for the first time in my life, I didn't want to always eat, but it was really hard for me not to lose weight. And or, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I literally had to, to consciously think about, okay, I need to eat more because I'm burning too much. You know, yeah, I need to have more calories coming in to maintain. So just right. for thought there. No, I, I, I agree, um, especially in certain areas, because I'm, I've done this enough, you know, unfortunately, that, and I've watched enough people, worked with enough people, that if you listen real close, your body actually starts craving certain things, and you can tell, and I'm not talking about craving the burger, I'm not talking about craving, you know, 
I'm talking about craving certain particular nutritional points. One of my biggest things is, you know, I mentally, I go to such an extreme at times I start eating too clean, which I know most people are going to say, how do you eat too clean? But I, you know, when I'm where I'm at now, I strip a lot of fats out of my food. If I go more than like a week, week and a half. And when I say stripping fats, I'm eating, I'm not eating very much of any nuts. I'm not eating avocados. I'm not eating any fats at all. And uh, when you eat, when I eat clean that way at about a week, week and a half, if I don't have enough, I can feel it off. And just the other day, I asked my wife, let's make some sushi. And we make this really good and we use uh, pearled barley instead of the rice. So it's a whole grain sushi. We don't put any sugar in it because we can actually cook it to where it'll stick. But avocado is what I load into those things. Mm-hmm. Granted, it probably for most people, it'd be considered extremely healthy food. You know, for me though, I probably ate two avocados and I ate like 25, 30 of these medallions of sushi just pegging out. Wait, that was yesterday. Anyways, it was yesterday. But anyways, today I wake up great. You know, I I was kind of, my, was feeling off, just kind of wrong. Today I woke up and I've been going ever since we got up and just having a really good active day for it because we do we if we focus too much and get going in a direction our body will stop it it will say no you are going way way too fast down this it will pull the reins in one way or another so i i agree some people you know most people at some point in time should always try to keep you know some kind of documentation or some kind of note on how things are going every day because your body will start telling you same as if you're dehydrated you go too long all of a sudden you're having headaches you're having all these other issues so it's one of those things that we have to kind of keep an eye on yeah i I second that i know that for me um i posted a few times every once in a while i'll feel like i'm just depleted for no reason at all and it's like uh, the same thing it could be a fats or it could be a protein thing that's why i have one of my semi-famous uh ribeye half an avocado and a black cup of coffee for breakfast yeah it, it works i mean like it, people I, I was talking to some friends about this this week and they're like you know how'd you do it i'm like i, I get rid of any norms i, I re- related with food right breakfast food was always like eggs and bacon or cereal something sweet and it doesn't have to be i mean you eat with for what you need i mean you really have to start thinking about it food as fuel mm-hmm. and you know i really wanted a big fat steak and i was like you know what screw it man i've got a nice cast iron that has the, the grill the grill marks on it and uh, i had time in between a couple of meetings one morning and I, I fired that bad boy up and threw it on there and it was the first time I did it, I, I thought I was crazy for doing it, but now it's it's almost ritualistic. When I know when I feel exactly like that for some reason, this is what I need. And then I have it like at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then I'm good usually until like dinner. Right. I've always fought and I don't know why is I've always fought breakfast. Growing up, I was never hungry in the morning and my first meal always I've never wanted breakfast food. You know, I can cook killer biscuits and gravy and all that good stuff, but it took me years to try to like breakfast food and a breakfast time. And I can almost say every time that I got into that habit, I gained a hell of a lot more weight. 
It's one of those things that, you know, I'm the type of person where I can wait till 11, 12 o'clock and go straight for lunch. I don't need breakfast, but I got into that. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to eat this at this time, kind of, you know, training. And no, my body doesn't like it. It's, it doesn't satisfy me. It doesn't get me moving. It's nothing that I want to do. You know, intermittent fasting, you know, my body's wanted to do that for years. And I never followed it because that wasn't the normal, what you're supposed to do. You should eat every three hours, uh, you know, constantly. That's what our ancestors did. We're hunter gatherers. Right. What about you, Luke? What, what's the craziest thing you've eaten so far? Uh, that's, that's in the realm of being healthy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't really have a, uh, I mean, I did uh, keto pancakes the other day. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> normal, normal I, I did normal pancakes. Yeah. No, I, with my diet, like it's not even a diet. I just, I eat whatever I want. I just eat less of it. And yeah. That's a good way to be, man. If you can do that, I mean, I just, yeah, yeah I try, I, especially for you, man. I mean, like, I say it in quotes a lot, you know, I eat like a normal person, you know, um, like if somebody, <laughs> a, a normal person goes out and gets pizza, they're not going to eat the whole pizza and a whole bag of breadsticks to themselves. They're going to have two pieces and a couple, you know, breadsticks. So I try to do that. You know, if I want, if I want that pizza, I go do it, you know, and I, I mean, I eat healthy foods i do you know my meals and stuff are you know i try to do greens and all that good stuff in it but uh if i want mcdonald's or taco bell or whatever i, I go grab it right yeah it's one of my one of my favorite quotes was that uh, any pizza is a personal pizza if you believe in yourself <laughs> yeah Interesting. So I, know, I know that, I mean, pizza in my house growing up was a food group. We had pizza like two or three nights a week, minimum. And right. I, I, I love it. I mean, it's everything I want. It's cheesy. Mm -hmm. It's greasy. It's meaty. It's it's hot, saturated fats just getting, <laughs> just shoveled down my, my mouth. Uh, <laughs> so and, nothing and, what my pizza looked like. No, not at all, man. I mean, my family's from Chicago originally, so the deep dish, it's like, it's, it's a pizza pie, really. It's like, yeah. It's it's ooey gooey deliciousness, and uh, it's it's in my veins. And I'm even though I just had dinner, I'm now hungry talking about it. So I'm probably <laughs> actually thirsty. Um, but I mean, that, that's a great thing though for for I'd say Luke for you since since you have had those those food addiction problems or those binge eating problems. If you're just eating, still eating those foods, but if you can tame your inner beast to only have a little bit of it that's that's a, totally retraining your brain man that's amazing yeah for me if i cut back or if i take those out i want it more um and and that's a bad thing for me you know like if i restrict my calories if i yeah. take out all those things that i want when i do slip up and i'm gonna slip up sooner or later and you know my podcast that's out tomorrow is called I binged, you know, and that's what happened. Um, but when I do mess up, I mess up bad, you know, but if like this, I've slipped up here and there and it's not been nearly what it used to be. 
So I just, uh, this time I'm trying to just, you know, eat whatever I want as long as it's within my calorie count. If I'm not going over, um, but like I said, I do try to eat healthier. You know, it's not like I'm eating, you know, McDonald's for, for breakfast and Pizza Hut for lunch and, you know, Burger King for dinner like I used to do. That's, uh, that's, I do a exactly. lot of the making exactly. of my own food. And that's another thing I do. If I'm craving like a burger, I'll make it. I won't, I won't go buy fast food or, you know, five guys or whatever. I'll go ahead and just do it here. It's going to be better for you. And it, you know, I think it tastes better. So, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a really good point because a lot of people, especially when you're morbidly obese, we don't need to make huge changes to get results. You know, if you're wanting to get down below 20% body fat or something like that, okay, then, you know, you can, you may need to take some serious looks at everything that you're eating, but you don't have to go to a Corey Brown extreme to lose weight by any means. Eating like a normal person is a perfectly fine way to do that. I know a lot of times, you know, I've sat down with people and looked up, you know, what's your goal weight, what you want to be at, okay? You want to be at 200 pounds. You figure your height, you realize that a normal person with normal activities needs to consume X amount of calories to maintain that 200 pounds. Well, guess what? That's your eating bracket right there. So you go to where you want to maintain 200 pounds at, and eventually you'll whittle down there. Will it be overnight? No. Will it take a year? Maybe. Depends on where you're starting at. Will it take three years? Possibly. Who knows? You know, but you'll eventually get there by doing that. And as long as you're willing to, you know, maintain that long haul kind of mentality, you know, the first 20, 40 pounds may be fast, but the rest of it may just be five pounds a month which is not a problem. That's, you know, completely fine. Yeah. There's a great infographic that I always see. And I've posted a few times that it, it took, it didn't take you, you know, 30 days to get to this point. It, it shows an like evolution of man, but it's like skinny to fat and then from fat to skinny. Yeah. It, and it's a, it's a, it's a constant reminder that it takes time. And that goes back to the whole point of this in the mental game, right? Once you finally decide that you're ready to make those changes, you also have to realize that it's going to take a long time and it's never going to be as fast as you want it to. And you're going to learn so much along the way and you have to, you have to learn from it. And you know, whether it's keeping a journal and, and figuring that out or keeping a vlog or, or starting a channel, but w- when you start just talking about what you've learned and sharing with other people, it reinforces that. And then it opens up new doors for you to learn more about the food and how it affects you and how it affects your body and when you should, feed your body and, and depending on your body type or the activity, activity level you have or your, your goals and you know that, I guess it's just my two cents <laughs> absolutely on that note though next week we're going to be doing an interview with the real David Parker um, interesting guy on a weight loss journey that just contacted us we are out of time for today because uh, seems like we get talking and we got to stop we're going to try to fix that for next week maybe extend these uh, discussions a little bit longer so we can you know go ahead and open up some more worms because we always have them please take the time to like subscribe check this out on our facebook trimming the fat leave comments here on youtube and likes here on youtube it gives us more views gets it out to more people feel free to share it 
Also in the description, there will be a link to Fats Chubby, to Luke Loses, to whatever my channel is, Life is Reality. <laughs> we'll try to link everything up for everybody to be able to get to. 